be a sermon about being a manly man, uh, picking up on our first reading from Maccabees and the manly bravery of those martyrs. And this sermon, it might be a really good sermon, it might be a car crash, uh, we'll find out in a few minutes. Um, if you're looking for it later on Spotify, it will either be uh, Manly Men at Prayer or Father James has a rant, uh, one of the two, we'll find out. Anyway, there are going to be two parts to this homily. Now, before um, I begin, um, can I just uh, welcome our friends of the Josephine? It's a delight, as always, to have you here with us. Thank you for all your support through the year. Um, and it's wonderful, these occasions like today, when uh, you're able to be here with us on the campus. Um, we'll welcome you more personally, more properly downstairs in the refectory, but uh, it's a delight to have you here. In planning this sermon, I thought I'd try and say something I'm preaching to our men, as always, but say something that will also give you a glimpse of what we try to do in formation with them here, of how there are various things in what we're working out with them that we try to pull together and sometimes struggle to pull together. Uh, you'll hear me insult the men. We don't normally insult them in a sermon. Um, but you will hear me make reference to four dimensions that we work at in formation. The human, the spiritual, the intellectual, um, and the pastoral. And often it happens that one of these a guy will grow a lot in, but somehow it won't connect with something else. And so integrating these various aspects is a big thing of what we do here in formation with them. So brothers... I said I'm going to insult you. Well, insult number one, or maybe, maybe an observation. Some of you, when you pray, use little girly voices. Not boy voices, but little girl voices. Um, and this is true of some of you who actually normally are really manly the rest of the time. And so I'd suggest there's some kind of disconnect between your human and your spiritual. So some of you who, you know, drink real beer, bench press 350, um, then when you go to pray, tilt your head at a girly angle and raise the octave a couple. Um, you know, kind of what's going on there? Um, that you normally, some of you who normally have a deep manly voice, you start the rosary and then it goes, Hail Mary. Now, before I proceed, um, you Americans, I know what you Americans say about the English and manliness, uh, and there are probably a few of you thinking that um, of all the priests to be saying a few words about this would not make more sense to be um, Father Peter or Father Victor or Father Kaspercheck or anybody but the English priest. Um, well, in a sense, things are so uh, bad that even the English priest sees it as a problem here. A disconnect between the human and the spiritual. Now, this isn't the only place where that happens. All kinds of men you'll see this dynamic with. Why does it happen? Why does a normally manly man turn girly when he prays? And I suggest one of the reasons is a kind of reverence, 
before the Lord who is almighty and you who are so little. That before the almighty, sometimes we feel like a little girl. But to state the obvious, God wants you to be men. In our reading from Maccabees today, the four brothers displayed a model of manly, strong bravery. That God wants you to be humble, but he doesn't want you to be weak. Well, what model might we use to kind of reconfigure the man at prayer? Well, let me give you a model of something that's removed from your current experience. How did you behave with a girl on a date? That with a girl, you're not girly. With a girl, you're a guy. With a woman, you're a man. With a feminine, you are masculine. So when you talk to our lady in the rosary, be a man with her. She's a powerful woman, but she is a woman. Be a man with her. And before our Heavenly Father, think of yourself as his son. Think of yourself as a man before him. So if we think of the scriptures, Abraham, was a man before God in prayer. Moses was a man before God in prayer. David, a man before God. And so integrate that kind of manly, human, everyday you with a praying you before God. Integrate the human and the spiritual. Now let me shift in a different direction, that image of being a man. And note that being a man is not being a brute. It's not being some kind of oaf. Again, the image of being on, on a date with a girl. That being a man with a woman involves respect for her as different involves reverence for her as special. Being manly doesn't mean being brutish. If you take a girl on a date, you don't demonstrate your manhood by being brutish with her. If you take a girl on a date and then go back to your male friends and they say, so how did it go? And you say, well, I wanted to prove I was a man, so I belched in her face. But you wouldn't do that. Um, now, why am I saying this? Well, if some of us can be girly when we pray, some of us can also be oafish, brutish, and that isn't true manhood either. And oddly, some of you can somehow scan both of these, brutish in your socializing like a animal man and somehow also the girly voice when you pray, the real disconnect going on there. And so to repeat how to behave, well, 
how would you behave with a woman like a man? A model for not being girdy in prayer, but a model also for not being brutish when socializing with the guys. So you know that thing about dropping the silverware down in the ref and people applauding or not? Um, Well, what's kind of the issue there? Kind of on one hand, isn't that just, you know, guys being guys with the guys. Well, we want guys to be guys. But we also don't want the seminary to be a giant frat house, um, to be manly. And kind of historically, why at this moment in the history of the PCJ is this an issue? Well, I'd say in some sense it's kind of the great success that we've had in recent years of kind of reversing some previous things. It's been four years since Father Basso was kind of summoned here to kind of address some things here. Any of you who've been here through that time know just how different the seminary is now from what it used to be. He was summoned here after there'd been some, some sexual scandals and the very opposite of manliness in some things. And I've seen it elsewhere in other seminaries, and it often happens that an effeminate culture kind of then flips and there's a reaction and you get a kind of brutish manliness. So what we need today is a kind of balance, a manliness, but not a brutishness. So ask yourself where you stand with respect to those two images I've put before you. Do you have a girly voice when you pray, a girly manner when you pray? Are you brutish in your socializing? Maybe ask a friend. You need to ask an honest friend for a difficult question. This might be something too to discuss with your formator, to say, well, yeah, I know I can be a bit brutish in the joking about, I'm going to work on it in this way. And before moving on, let me point out there are a number among us here who model this real manhood so well. So think to yourself today, who among you does model that kind of consistent manhood? And think, yes, that's what I want to be like. Okay, I said there were two parts to this sermon. That was the first part. That was the longer part. It actually ended up much longer than I was thinking. Um, So, more briefly, the second part. About the fortitude of those Maccabean martyrs in our first reading. So, fortitude is one of the great, one of the four cardinal virtues. And in pagan philosophy, for Aristotle, the model of fortitude is a man and in particular, a soldier. But in Christian philosophy, in St. Thomas Aquinas, he holds out the martyr as the example of fortitude, like our seven Maccabean martyrs. That to be good, to live the good life, is not easy. It takes this strength, this fortitude, 
that a true man lives for others, that a soldier dies for others, for his country, for those he defends. A martyr dies for others, for Christ. Now, it is often remarked that a woman, a mother, lives for others in a much more obvious, direct way, sacrificing herself constantly for her children, putting their preferences before her own. That the weaker sex is not weaker in terms of virtue and not weaker in terms of fortitude. But because a man is physically typically stronger, this virtue of fortitude is more typically associated as a man-made virtue. And our society doesn't know how to speak about manhood, simply doesn't know how to speak about being strong, that the stereotype of a Christian so often in our society is a kind of weak, feeble thing. But you, if you're gonna be a priest, you need to be strong. You need this virtue of fortitude. The Latin word fortitude combines both in the English language our notion of bravery with strength. You need both of that. As a priest, you need to be strong. You need a sense of yourself as a man. You're gonna to need to lead your parishes and sometimes lead them in places where they don't want to go. And in particular, you need to be ready to be a martyr. If you're gonna be a priest in our culture, you need to be ready to be a martyr. I made this observation to you earlier this year, that it used to be the case when priests were preaching about the martyrs and all our saints who are martyrs, they'd often start the sermon by saying, well, in our age, none of us will be martyrs. I think that's no longer true, that I fear as our society polarizes, at least one of us training here will die at the hands of a mob, as a martyr for truth, a martyr for Christ. We need to be ready for that. Finally, what truth of our faith gives strength to the martyr? But we heard the Maccabees in that text today, for us today articulate that very powerfully, that the promise of the resurrection, the promise that there is something that lies beyond this coming martyrdom, that is the truth of faith that gives strength to the martyr. To quote one of them in our passage, it was from heaven that I received these limbs for the sake of his laws, I disdain them, from him, I hope to receive them again. To sum up, back to where I began. Manly men. At prayer, being a man before Our Lady, not a little girl with a girly voice, being a man before God our Father as his son. 
in socialising, being a man, not a brute, a man fit to be with a woman, not an oaf, and in fortitude, being a man capable, being ready to be a martyr for Christ.